This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. What's the furthest you've ever ridden your bicycle? Down the road to the shop, perhaps. Have you ridden 10,300 kilometers over just six months on your bicycle? I know somebody who has, and she's on the line. Her name is Ailey Ogden, and uh, I can't wait to find out how this all began. Ailey, good morning and welcome. Good morning. Thanks for having me on your show. So let's start at the beginning here and find out where are you from originally? I'm from Scotland. I, I do live in London, but I am from Scotland. So how is a lady from Scotland who lives in London getting on a bicycle in Cairo with her heart set on Cape Town? I was convinced earlier on and I said in jest, I'm sure Ailey lost a bet. But I'm sure there's something far more sensible a reason as to why you did this very crazy and exciting thing. Uh, no, I can't say that there were any bets involved. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, you, you just mentioned uh, COVID. It was during COVID that uh, in, in the UK, we had to stay in our houses for 23 hours a day. And I think I really needed something exciting to look forward to. And I learned that it's possible to cycle across a whole continent in six months. And I thought this sounded like something very exciting to look forward to. So you would be a cyclist then to take on something like this, cycling something you already do and have done regularly? I would normally just commute to work. That's it. I think dodging traffic in London was, was more my, my usual. Uh-huh. Um, I, I have done the odd... Um, short trip for maybe a week or two in Europe, but I think uh, cycling around France, eating uh, eating eclairs and drinking wine is a little <laughs> bit different to cycling across Africa. So so I, I can understand, you know, you've used your bike for transport and just to get around and enjoy the sights. So w- tell us about this decision. Where were you? Who were you speaking to? What was the thought processes that would make you say, you know what, I've taken a trip around Europe a little bit. Let's take the trip across the entire continent of Africa. Where did that decision suddenly stem from? Tell us about that moment. Uh, I think it. I think it really was um, maybe just um, a process of elimination. I was. I was working um, lots, and I was. I decided I should do a big cycling adventure, and um, I. I figured I could afford to take six months off work and my, my boss would let me take six months off work. My project was finishing a certain time of year and uh, it just all the signs seemed to be pointing towards Africa. It, you can cycle across it in six months' time. The weather is pretty much perfect throughout and um, yeah, I think maybe I also quite like superlatives. It's a whole continent in six months. Whereas um, if I'd gone anywhere else, I'd probably be stuck up a mountain right now. Uh, and were you afraid? Uh, was there any point at which you thought this was a terrible idea? I think there might have been a few. <laughs> 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 I... Uh, <laughs> um, I I would say for the majority, though, people have been extremely kind um, and people have gone out of their, their way to help and protect me. I think um, there are times, I think especially if you're tired, that, uh, yes, you, you can, I don't know, you can question your decisions. Yeah. Uh, but, but really, I've never, I've never regretted it. I think... Um, it's it's been uh, really quite an incredible example of how things often just fall fall into place. I think mm. especially at times when you feel um, 
I don't know, maybe a bit desperate and hopeless, and then things suddenly things suddenly happen. Uh, so as an example, I think I was um, cycling in Tanzania, and I was really, really uh, uh, struggling to find anywhere to stay. I was in the mountains, there was no accommodation. I kept stopping at towns and trying to explain pe- to people that I was looking for a place to camp and showing them pictures of my tent and to try and explain things, and I kept getting accosted by drunk people. <laughs> um, and uh, it was it was a bit uh, strange, and it was starting to get dark, and I was yeah. feeling kind of desperate. And then I saw, um, and then I saw a missionary, and I went there, and uh, I ended up staying with the nuns, and they were so impressed with my tent, um, and they were so so lovely. Yeah. So it's just yeah, essentially it was it was getting dark, and I felt really hopeless, and then suddenly there was a missionary, and the nuns helped me out. It was great. These are fantastic stories. Uh, are, are you going to be putting a, anything together, a book or something online that somebody would be able to soak up all of your experiences? Because I'm sure there must be so many photos and stories to tell. Um, I have I have lots of photos on Instagram, and then I have a blog. Uh, so yeah, on my blog, um, I uh, yeah have lots of stories and um, lots of pictures on there. I'm sure there's quite a few that I've missed out. And not having internet signal, etc. Yes. But um, yeah, yeah, uh, on the blog. Is there a is there a, a, a best moment, a memory that you'll think back to for many years to come to say, "Wow, I did so many things, took so many pictures, met so many people, but that one thing, wow, I'll never forget it." What was that highlight? Uh, there, there's definitely there's definitely quite a few of these highlights. Um, I think. Um, I think the pyramids in in Sudan um, are absolutely incredible. Uh, I think Victoria Falls, I would strongly urge anyone and everyone to go to Victoria Falls because it is truly incredible. Um, I think also uh, a a story that my friends seem to enjoy is um, when I was chased by an elephant. It was terrifying, but it makes a good story and I'm alive now, so it's all good. Your bicycle had never been ridden so quickly before. Uh, I mean, there are people who can't overland successfully across Africa in a four-wheel drive vehicle. You did it on a mountain bike. Uh, that, That could have been, must have been, so hard. I mean, it's hilly and mountains and, and Africa is not well known for its excellent roads. I mean, this was a real challenge for a mountain bike. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I am. Um, uh, I well, I have I have a touring bike. My bike was kind of designed pretty much for this, this kind of adventure. Mm. Um, and I would say uh, my bike fared up very well. And the roads were actually most of the time better than than I anticipated. Oh. I think it was only really in um, Namibia where uh, you're on the gravel roads there and they're extremely challenging and there's a lot of pushing. Um, but other than that, it was, yeah, pretty much climax. Um But I'd say even though it was these gravel roads in, in Namibia and uh, you're pushing a lot and, and it, it felt like you had to earn every inch of the journey at times. Like you, the wheels are spinning, and you're you're essentially drifting about in the yeah. sand. Uh, but it was absolutely worth it. it I think the, just just Namibia is incredibly beautiful. Um, so so yeah, I I was really happy with how my bike did. Um, I found uh, that there aren't well because so people so few people um, in many countries have uh, gears. I think mm. there's places like Malawi where there are bicycle taxis um, and everybody has bikes, yeah. but nobody has gears. So it's things like um, having to, to fix the gears. So I think I, I became quite a good mechanic throughout my journey. 
fight and fight for years because yeah, nobody knows. Actually, in Malawi, some guy was trying to hit my bike with a hammer. Oh, yeah. uh, he was he was claimed to be a mechanic. Oh, <laughs> I was no. like, Stop! Don't touch my bike. <laughs> uh, yeah. I picked up some skills on the way. Clearly. Uh, if you've just tuned in and you're wondering, what is this conversation about? I'm speaking to Ellie Ogden, uh, who cycled from Cairo to Cape Town. Uh, how has this changed you as a person, all the challenges that you faced throughout here and the joys and the beautiful pictures? You can't be the same Ellie that started. Oh, I don't know um, if I'm the same Ailey that I, I started as. I think um, I have a much better understanding of my body mm. and how my body affects my mind, um, which, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's sort of fairly obvious. But um, when I am tired, when I've been cycling a long way, I realize that I, I, I don't want to talk to people, for example. Um, and uh, just, just, yeah, really how physical exhaustion... Um, yeah, affects me. Mm. But I think also um, it probably made me a lot more confident in the fact that I have I have done this, the fact that I'm able to do this. Um, and also I think I'm more impressed with my body too. That mm. it's like I have... Uh, I think I think my average long day was 150 kilometers, okay. and if you'd asked me two years ago, could you cycle 150 kilometers in a day? I would have laughed at you. So I think I think lots of it has been I don't know, learning more about my body and how my body affects my mind, my mentality, my outlook. Um, yeah, you've done something few people have ever done and may ever do. Uh, after you've done this, what's next? Now that you know what you're capable of. Uh, what's next? Um, I think I am going to go home and take, a, well, I say take a break, but go back to work, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then decide what the next adventure should be. It's uh, it's difficult to decide. Because I'm, I'm really not sure how you can, how you can top cycling across Africa, but I'm sure there's going to be something great in the works. You're going to have a lot of great stories to tell around the coffee machine when you get back to the office, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I reckon so. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure everyone will be fed up hearing about this elephant very soon. You're in uh, Cape Town. Uh, how long are you still around for? Oh, um, I've actually extended my trip for a few days because I'm having such a great time in yeah. Cape Town. Uh, so I'm, I'm here for, um, I think, another week. Uh, but I have been um, really overwhelmed, actually, in South Africa that... Um, it's been incredible how kind and generous people are. Uh, I, I started noticing in Botswana when I was meeting South Africans mm. that people would invite me to stay with them before they even knew what my name was. Yes. Uh, so, so, yeah, I think we, we've just had... Um, my, my friend came to meet me at the finish line and um, I also had some local councillors come to meet me too. I've had incredible hospitality, incredible food, incredible scenery... I think the hospitality and the warmth and generosity of the people that I've met in South Africa is probably the most striking thing here. Well, we are very happy to hear that. Um, that's the voice of uh, Ellie Ogden. She's, I'm assuming, going to be taking an aeroplane back home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm afraid so. <laughs> It'd be great chatting to you. Well done. Wow, what an incredible feat. And uh, thanks so much for finding so much joy here in our country with all of its challenges. Although I'm sure you'll enjoy today's UK-style weather. And uh, we hope to keep an eye on you on social media. We'll give all the guys the details and they can check out your photos and find out more on your blog. That's, that's great. Thanks so much. You're so welcome. You Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> 
This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.